For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Quick heads up, there's a little strong language in this episode. Will Larkins wasn't very excited to tell me about his first day of school. Oh, first day of school. It was, I mean, it was school. I was back at school. So instead, I asked him to tell me what he wore. At this, he perked up immediately. Okay, I wore the shirt that I'm wearing right now, which is a hot pink, sparkly, like, long sleeve like, shirt. Um, I wore these. Will is 17, a senior at Winter Park High School near Orlando. Fashion is kind of his thing, or one of them. And then I wore a peace sign necklace, pearls, and then the makeup, and then pink glitter on my cheeks. Okay, you dress to impress. I dress every day, and it's not to impress anyone but myself. It's funny that Will is more into his clothes than school, because if you have heard of Will, it's because of something he did in school last year. He was dressed to impress back then, too. So, the Stonewall Uprising. Essentially, people were fed up with the abuse. This is a video of Will in front of his history class in a lovely red cocktail dress. He's giving a presentation on the Stonewall riots. He had a friend record him so he could post it to Twitter later. He went viral. And that was the moment that people started throwing objects. When Will did this, Florida's parental rights and education bill had just passed. That's the bill more commonly known as Don't Say Gay. Instantly, Will became the symbol of what might be lost when the law went into effect, which is why I wanted to catch up with him now. Because he's back in class, he's still making videos, he's still dressed to the nines. But his school district is changing. Over the summer, some Winter Park teachers went to this training. Those who worked with younger kids were told not to put pictures of same-sex partners on their desks. They were told to avoid wearing clothing with rainbows on it, including lanyards the district distributed last year. But Will says something interesting's happened. On their first day back, his teachers seemed to be rejecting these new rules. Almost every single one of my teachers was wearing those lanyards. More classrooms than last year had safe space stickers on them. Like, in a weird way, the Don't Say Gay bill, at least at my school, has made the environment better in some ways. Now you're talking about it. Yeah. Today on the show, we're going to keep taking a hard look at education in Florida. Will's going to help me figure out what is Don't Say Gay doing and to whom. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In October of last year, it seems to me like you had this experience that kind of changed your whole trajectory. And so I want to start there. You fell in love, or at least really strong like. Can you tell me what happened? Oh, oh my goodness. So I met this guy um, actually on Instagram, which is, which is, I don't know, we're young, whatever. I met him on Instagram <laughs> and I replied to one of his stories after we'd been following each other for like a month. He was like a mutual? It, yeah, he was just a mutual. And then suddenly we're just like texting back and forth all night. And he was like, do you want to hang out tomorrow? And I was like, yes, I do. So we hung out and it was just, it was such a wonderful experience for me because I hadn't really ever gone on a date where I was like, oh, like, I like this person. Like, I've never like really experienced that before. And we went on a couple dates and then we went to Universal together for Halloween Horror Nights. And then on the way home from Universal, he messed up my pronouns because he was telling his dad, because he's closeted, he was telling his dad that he was going on dates with a girl. Um, Hmm. And he messed up the pronouns and said he instead of she. And the dad was like, oh, if I find out you're a fucking fag and I'm going to beat you to death. And I had just had such a wonderful day. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I have a boyfriend. Like, I've never had a boyfriend before. Like, I'm so excited. And he called me the next day, like in the morning before school. And he was like, hey, so this happened. My dad has literally tried to kill me before. Like, I can't safely do this and I knew his dad was homophobic because when we we went on a date in downtown Orlando and he was like looking over his shoulder the whole time he was like I don't know my dad drives by and I was like that's so scary to live like that so he just was like out of safety we have to to break it off and you know it sounds like you got really upset I mean as anyone would it was definitely like heartbreak I mean, like, as a gay person, like, being young, like, until then, my only experiences with anything like that was, like, single dates or hookups, but I never experienced, like, liking someone and having that being mutual before. You went to a teacher afterwards. What did what did you tell them? Why did you go to that person? Well, I went into first period that day, and I was literally crying. I was, like, just distraught. She kept me after class and she was like telling me stories about how she had gone through similar things with uh, closeted girls and gave me a piece of advice that I really carried after that. She was like, you are so out and so proud of who you are. And it's unfortunate that not everyone is in a circumstance where they're able to, but you do not have time for that. You should not waste your time with that because it'll only end up hurting you. And I've only gone for guys that are completely out since then. Did you know that this teacher was gay when you went to her? Um, I kind of like thought maybe like I got a vibe and like that's why I went to her of all my teachers because like I got a vibe and I was right. But yeah, she did tell me later that I was the only student she had ever come out to. Having a gay teacher to talk to was especially important to Will last year. He'd only just started at Winter Park High School. 
And being gay meant he was getting bullied, which put him in a really dark place. He said he was nearly suicidal at times. Around Halloween, everything seemed to come to a head. It started when he got kicked out of a school party. A group of guys surrounded Will, shouting homophobic slurs. One even threatened him with physical violence. And then the next day I went to school and I had a group of guys surround me like in the bathroom and like threaten me. And when I went trick-or-treating with my little sister and my friends, we had a group of guys surround us and call us slurs. So this was like three days in a row of kind of really awful experiences. And so it really did feel to me at that time as a 16 year old, I felt that the world hated me. Yeah. I mean, you founded a queer student union in the wake of all this. After going to this new school, having these experiences, why did you want to do that? So a friend of mine who had been at the same Halloween party and had also gotten kicked out for being queer um, got into a fight with his mom because she refused to accept that he was trans. And that ended up with her telling him he is no longer welcome in her home. So he came and stayed with me for three weeks until eventually his mom, actually through conversating with my dad, um, sort of started to become an ally. She's actually great now. So that's really nice. Huh. So I really did realize in that moment, my position of privilege, even, you know, in the queer community, because unfortunately I am in the minority here. Um, having accepting parents, and not just accepting parents, but parents who are willing to fight for me, I could go to the school and be like, hey, I experienced this homophobia and you need to do something about it. And if they wouldn't, my parents would call them. But other kids who were experiencing homophobia would go to the administration, get outed. So they just wouldn't, and they would sit there and they would take it. So when I realized that I held that privilege. The two of us decided to found the Queer Student Union to stand up for those who couldn't safely stand up for themselves. It's so interesting to me that you were you were thinking about how to b- build political power for other folks in your school at the same time that legislators in Florida were moving forward with a bill that would come to be known as Don't Say Gay, which would try to restrict what can be talked about in schools when it comes to sexuality. How did you even hear about that bill? Like, did it was it part of the origin st- story of the queer student union, or did it just happen that these two things happened at the same time? It just happened that the two things happened at the same time. So, um, actually, how I found out about it was after founding the queer student union and holding some meetings. A friend of mine, Maddie Zornick, she came to me and started educating me on what was going on in politics. The controversial House Bill 1557, or the so-called Don't Say Gay Bill, was debated on the House floor tonight ahead of a vote on Thursday. If the bill passes, parents will be allowed to sue a school if there is any discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels. CBS So one of the first meetings was teaching everyone who attended the meeting to call their legislators and tell them to vote no on House Bill 1557. So as a class, I had probably 35 students there calling every single legislator on different committees, asking them to vote no on this bill. 
Eventually, Will hopped on a bus and made the four-hour trip to Tallahassee to testify in person. I've known that I was gay and non-binary before I even knew that the queer community existed, since before kindergarten. A lot of you have... In a room full of grown-ups, 17-year-old Will had this undeniable urgency. I've heard different members of the legislature say something along the lines of parents know what's best for their kids. When it comes to the queer community, that is not true. If parents know what's best for their kids, why did my best friend get kicked out of his house and have to live with me? What I really appreciated about your testimony is that you refocused the perception of harm. Like the the bill as passed, it's known as the Parental Rights and Education Bill. It really focuses on parents. And what you did with your testimony is you talked about how at your queer student union, every single person had experienced homophobia, transphobia, had felt threatened. And so what you were trying to do in your testimony was say, I know you're so concerned about these parents, but please let me introduce you to their kids. I mean, I think that's ultimately the problem with this whole situation, right? It was framed as a parental rights issue, but there's an idea that parents' rights should come before the rights of their children and that somehow children are property of their parents. And I see that as, I, it's it's awful because even my parents, as great as they are, definitely fucked up in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, like my parents for a while even struggled to accept the way I wanted to dress, for example, like you can't go to school like in a skirt. And so even though they've always been supportive, there's still a lot they could do better at. And I knew that I'm my own person and children should be treated as such as their own person. And parents' rights shouldn't take away students' rights and like children's rights. Did any senators respond to what you had to say? They literally like didn't even look at me. The chair, Senator Stargell, not only did not look at me, but made it a point to be very obnoxiously disinterested having a conversation with the person next to her and like looking at her phone. It was really upsetting. I was like, your 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 job is to listen to your constituents, to the people that you represent and pass laws that represent them. And you can't even look me in the eyes. You can't even listen to me. At this point, state senators were supposed to vote on House Bill 1557 in just a few days. Kids all over the state were organizing protests, but Will mostly felt a little defeated. I got back from Tallahassee after I testified, and everyone, teachers, students, even administrators, were asking me what the plan was. So we went to the principal and we said, hey, we're going to organize this walkout. It's going to happen whether or not you like it. Either you can make sure your students are safe and protected or, or not. Will's principal couldn't officially endorse the protest, but he did send an email to faculty, let them know what would be happening. And that weekend, Will got to work. And then Saturday and Sunday, I advertised all over social media. I got it posted on the student government sites. A lot of teachers were posting it on the canvas and sending it out in emails. Like it got everywhere. I made like a bunch of signs and bought pride flags and got all prepared and like I totally thought 50 people were going to walk out at best. 9 a.m. hit and 500 people walked out. Power to the people! I was standing in front of the same school that had treated me so badly that I almost killed myself. And they were all chanting, we say gay. 
I mean, it was it was very empowering. It really like gave me a sense of how powerful anybody can be if they want to be. But the very next day, the Don't Say Gay Bill did pass the Senate in Florida. Did that feel like a gut punch? No, we expected it to. I mean, like I knew, like I knew it was going to happen. It passed through the House like that so easily. Parental rights and education, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, is headed to the governor's desk. After two days of fierce debate and discussion, the state Senate gave a final vote just this morning. It happened in my fifth period. I was watching it on my school computer with my teacher and it was it was upsetting, but but I was prepared. The state Senate passing the bill 22 to 17 today. The governor already signaling he supports it. When we come back, Don't Say Gay is the law now. And Will's life has changed. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you're driving, cooking, or doing laundry, Progressive knows the podcasts you listen to go best when they're bundled with another activity. Much like how their progressive home and auto policies go best when they're bundled. Having these two policies together makes taking care of your insurance easier. And it could help you save, too. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. That's a whole lot of savings and protection for your favorite podcast listening activities, like going on a road trip, cooking dinner, or even hitting the home gym. Yep, your home and your car are even easier to protect when you bundle your insurance together. Find your perfect combo. Get a home and car insurance quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hey, Slate listeners. I'm Christina Cotarucci, the host of Slow Burn, Gaze Against Briggs. I want to tell you about a special event we're doing at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York City on June 13th. To celebrate this new season of Slow Burn and Pride Month, we're hosting an exclusive live taping of the show with special guests, including civil rights activist and Black Lives Matter organizer DeRay McKesson, comedian and singer Esther Fallick, Eric Marcus, the host of Making Gay History, and Sam Fader, director of the Netflix documentary Disclosure, about the depiction of trans people in film and television. We'll dive deeper into this season and talk about the lasting impact of the Briggs Initiative and the continued fight over LGBTQ rights in schools. It'll be the perfect way to celebrate Pride Month this June with LGBTQ stories and voices across generations. Again, that's June 13th at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York. You can get tickets now at TribecaFilm.com slash slowburn. Hope to see you there. Because of that walkout he organized, and his testimony, the Stonewall lesson, and an op-ed he wrote in the New York Times, Will's become a little famous. He gets stopped in Florida all the time. He was also recently recognized in New York and Paris. But not all of this recognition is exciting. In August, Will attended an Orlando rally for trans health care. Yeah, so I went up to speak, and there was like a group of like, Proud Boys, like, all masked up, like, like they look like a SWAT team. 
with like signs that said vile things. And I like said a couple words and then he screamed, go back to Harvard. Cause I spoke at Harvard, which I, I can't even imagine how they thought that was an insult. Well, you'd also have to be really in the Will Larkin's deep cuts to know that you spoke at Harvard. Yeah, it's it, like that wasn't like a viral thing. Like speaking at Harvard was like, that didn't make the news. And they knew that. That's weird. That's scary. I am concerned about my safety. One time I was at a protest. Um, this was the beginning of summer. And there was a group of Nazis with Confederate flags and swastikas. And while I was walking by, one of them told me like, oh, you're Will Larkins. I read your article. Hmm. What did you make of that? I mean, I assumed like horrible people know me. Like I know that I get hate comments. I've gotten thousands of hate messages. I don't care. Like I know these people know who I am and hate me. It's weird seeing it in real life. And it's very disconcerting because like they definitely like have guns. And I'm just like, oh, like this person said that they could shoot me right now. Like what's stopping them? Yeah. One thing that's really strange about Florida is that at the same time, all these rules are coming online about what can be said in school and how the curriculum works and everything else. There's a massive teacher shortage. Is that impacting you day to day? Yeah. Yeah. Literally last year, two of my teachers quit. One of them cited the don't say gay bill as a reason for quitting. Really? And the other one just couldn't afford to be a teacher anymore. We had a sub for the entire second semester in my English class. And um, there is a bus driver shortage because the Florida State Legislature cut our funding so much they can't afford to hire bus drivers. So kids are literally waking up at like five in the morning to catch a 545 bus because they have only enough bus drivers that they have to do two rounds of bringing kids to school and then bringing kids home. What's interesting to me about your story is that I'm not sure how much of it happens without you reaching out to that teacher last October who helped you out and kind of said, you know, you're special. Things are going to get better. And it just, it makes me wonder, like, given Florida's current laws, if you were being bullied now, would you even go to a teacher for help? I mean, I would go to a teacher, like I would go to a teacher, but would the teacher allow me to, you know? By talking about queerness at any grade level, a teacher is putting themselves in the position of being not only fired, but sued. And not only are they putting themselves in a position where they could be fired or sued, but putting the school district in a position where the school district could be sued and the school district has to pay for it and the school district has no money. They can't afford to have lawsuits from bigoted parents. So I really do believe that it's possible if I had gone to that teacher and the don't say gay bill was a law, she would have been like, I'm here for you. Like you can talk to me, but not be able to talk about her experience with queerness, which was the life-saving part of that conversation. And she would be putting her job and her life in jeopardy over that. And it's not like she's making a ton of money as a teacher, you know, like, oh, it's so bad. Are you still in touch with her? Yeah, I have her on Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) What does she think about your whirlwind year? She like texts me like every once in a while being like, Will, I saw you on the news and I'm just so proud of you. Because in the beginning of the school year, she was like, 
kind of annoyed by the fact that I just like wouldn't follow any of the rules. So she, her sentiment is always like, it's really, really nice to see that you have grown from a troublemaker into a leader, you know, from just like kind of breaking the rules to break the rules to like. Breaking the rules with purpose. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Will Larkins, I'm really, really grateful for your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Will Larkins is a senior at Winter Park High School in Florida. He's also the co-founder of the Queer Student Union. Tomorrow on the show, a conversation with a Florida school board member who has the seal of approval from Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. She's excited for what happens now. I think we're going to see a huge tidal wave change that is going to restore education to its intended purpose, which is education and not the indoctrination that we continue to see. And that's the show. If you are a fan of What Next, the best way to show your support is to join Slate Plus. Go on over to slate.com slash whatnextplus and sign up. What Next is produced by Elena Schwartz, Mary Wilson, Carmel Del Shad, and Madeline Ducharme. Madeline was a huge help on all of these Florida shows. We are getting a ton of help from Anna Phillips and Jared Downing. We are led by Alicia Montgomery and Joanne Levine. And I'm Mary Harris. You can track me down on Twitter, say hello. I'm at Mary's desk. I'll be back in this feed tomorrow. Catch you then.